Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What we often think is that once we commit your mind and the long series of songs and poetries and proverbs that have fed a kind of romantic possessiveness have often led us astray. The verb for love is to have. The verb for desire is to want. And to want requires us sometimes to have a little bit of a psychological distance, a sense of otherness, a bridge to cross, something or someone to visit on the other side, so that in between me and you lies this tension called the erotic elan. And I began to think about this dialectic, this tension between closeness and space in terms of love and desire. And the question that I would ask is, I am most drawn to my partner when? Not sexually attracted only, just most drawn to. The first one you're going to hear is that I'm most drawn to my partner when he or she radiates radiates. That's probably the best word for it. It's another word for confidence, but it's confidence with illumination. Because I am looking at this person who is already generally so familiar and is momentarily once again somewhat unknown, somewhat mysterious, somewhat elusive. And in this space between me and her lies this erotic elan. It is a space in which what is generally so known becomes momentarily once again somewhat unknown so that I can explore and first and foremost be curious. The essential experience that comes with desire is curiosity. The second one is when we've been apart. What happens is that we get to connect with the other dimension of desire which is that it is also rooted in longing and in absence. There is something about not having that allows us to want more. Not just because we want what we can't have, but because when we don't have it right in front of us, it allows us to engage our imagination about not only what it is, but what it means to us, or what this person means to us, represents for us, and who we are in their presence. When I'm surprised, because I can be surprised because I'm drawn to my partner because he's, he's vulnerable and it's not typically what I see. Or I'm surprised because I see you do something that you don't usually do. Or I'm surprised because you come to me with a different tone that you usually do. But surprise breeds novelty, change, difference. That too is a ferment of the desire. 
And when I see my partner in the eyes of the others, when other people are taken by his or her intelligence, their words, their charm, their wit, their humor, their looks, basically, when I experience in the moment that my partner doesn't just exist in my own gaze, but also exists in the gaze of others, and they don't belong to me, I don't own them. Can we want what we already have is best answered if we accept that we never have the person who is next to us. They have never belonged to us. They are actually free to go. Of course, we can control them, we can lock them up, we can create a system of surveillance, but that's not intimacy or closeness.